Hey everybody and welcome into the New England Ski Journal's Base Camp Podcast. I'm Eric Wilbur. I'm joined by my co-host Mike Speechin. Mike, how are you? I'm doing fantastic, Eric. Here we go again. Here we uh, go again. We're going to be talking about some skiing again. Well, I was just going through my annual list of everything. Here's the top 10 this. Here's the top 10 that. Here's the best way to do this. And it, it's all a little overwhelming. But of the top 10 lists as skiers, one that we normally have cared about over the years is the top 10 or top 25 resort list from Ski Magazine, which is having its own struggles now, but that's beyond the point. The The resort guide has always been sort of the holy grail for that sort of thing. Do you know who the number one resort in the East was voted by the readers of Ski Magazine this year? Holiday Valley? <laughs> Am I right? You're not right. Uh, no. Well, Holiday Valley is always up there, and it's my home area. You see, Mike, I'm, I'm asking you because we're doing this show on a certain mountain, and so... I was going to mention that mountain to bring it in, and no, oh. no, it's Smuggler's Notch. I'm All just going right. to ruin the whole thing right now. I will, I'm just going to read a, a couple uh, a couple passages from, from the article in the 2023 Resort Guide. It's time to stop referring to Smuggler's Notch as, quote-unquote, underrated. Everyone knows it's the East's original family-friendly resort with activities, accommodations, and a genuine top-down desire to make parents' lives easier. In the age of conglomerates and real estate investment trusts, everybody loves the fact that it's still independently owned, reasonably priced, and locally controlled. And everyone knows it's a place that doesn't have a single high-speed lift. But no one gripes, and many prefer the leisurely, restful ride up, knowing there will be fewer skiers on the trails. That one line, and everyone knows it's a place that doesn't have a single high-speed lift, speaks to me. Right, because when we're talking mega resorts and being owned by larger corporations, I think that we mentioned this on a previous podcast about the flack that a place like Wildcat gets from Epic Pass users that complain about wind holds and complain about this trail not having enough snow and complain about rocky conditions. And it's just like, did you just fall off the, the ski pass turnip truck there? Because that is Wildcat. Like, get to know it, get to love it, embrace it. Same thing with Smuggler's Notch in that could you imagine someone with a multi-mountain pass going to Smuggler's Notch and being promised the best skiing in the East and they don't even have an eight-person lift? I mean, what's going on in this world? You know, it's everything I love in skiing. <laughs> I, I personally love double chairs, mm -hmm. slow. I even like Mad River Single because it gives you, a, when you have good skiing, I need that time to let my legs come back. Yep. When I'm on a high speed, and if I was skiing that steep a terrain nonstop, I'd be toast in three hours. Yeah, done by lunch. Exactly. So that's my view on having terrain like that. Smugglers is so unique. It is as good as anything in New England by far. Mm -hmm. It's in that magic snow belt of Sugarbush, Stowe, and Jay Peak, but it's got its own vibe that's different. It didn't, it didn't go the way of Stowe by adding a Spruce Peak. It kept very authentic in its old way. Right. Not that Stowe is a problem. It's just a different experience. Right. And I think the other, other thing that Ski Magazine nails here is that everyone knows it's the East's original family-friendly resort, but it's also quite the hill for an expert skier. It is incredible. First off, it does have... The second highest vertical 
in Vermont. Mm-hmm. Only Killington beats it at 26-10. That's pretty substantial. It also has the second most area. It's got a thousand skiable acres sitting there. If you put that, let's just take Sunday River, for example, which is friggin' huge, mm-hmm. is is 870. So that puts everything. That's actually how they put it on the map. It's friggin' huge. It's friggin' huge. Yeah. I mean, That's come it. on. It's a slogan. You know what? I think it ought to be. <laughs> we'll talk to marketing later. So Smugglers offers virtually something for everything, but where Smugglers excels is the mountain in the middle called Madonna. Right. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because Ski Magazine goes on. As for what might still be underrated, it's the breath and real Vermont of Smug's expert terrain from the rowdy steeps of Madonna to the innumerable to the innumerable tree shots of the out-of-bounds birthday bowls. Even terminal immediates can brag that they've skied from the summit of fearsome Madonna. The Madonna One Chair offers a sobering view of Smug's expert terrain on the way up, one of the East's best view from the top, and an easy way down on Chilkoot. I have taken that so many times. It's amazing. I've, I've, I did my internship up there when I was in college. Did I tell you that? No, no. Please tell me. Yeah, so I've got a degree in business, mm-hmm. but I also parlayed into a degree in outdoor rec. And I had to do an internship in that, and everything I did was geared towards the ski industry at that point. And that's where I've stayed since. So it was, it was pretty eye-opening. I had a chance to go to British Columbia, but I chose Smugglers because it was a little bit easier with where I lived. And I just loved the vibe up there, which is laid back, with great skiing, no pretentiousness, no hype, and it's everything I still believe in in skiing. Right. I mean, look, you get, when you talk about Vermont skiing, it's a very broad term, right? Because there's so much to choose from. But if you're choosing to classify it as a Vermont ski area in a place, in as a place that Vermonters flock to and, and, and embrace, Smugs is right up there at the top of the list with Jay and Magic and and Mad River Glen in terms of their clientele embracing the place for what it is. And look, it it doesn't seem like Smugglers is ever going to become something you don't want it to be. I don't think it will. Ownership, being an independent, being owned by the same family, they have chosen not to go the path easiest right and pretty vigorously too yeah vigorously they've come out over the past few years and they've stuck to their season pass holders which is sometimes a challenge on a recent podcast we talked to pat's peak gm chris blomback who relayed this story about how they had to come come to a reservation system with the indy pass because they were being overrun particularly one weekend where they had to turn their own season pass holders away that's a horror story for a ski area, right? You never want to be in that sort of situation. And I think Smugs has sort of seen the partnerships that are out there in the landscape and shied away because they're that dedicated to their season pass holders and guests that they don't really want to have that as a potential loop that people have to try and hurdle. Well, I agree wholeheartedly. We're we're talking about previous podcasts with Berkshire East and John Schaefer. He Mm -hmm. said the same thing. These independents that have incredible skiing, incredible experiences and vibes, but they don't want to go and become the mega resort. Smugglers will not be for everybody that wants a five-star 
lodging with massage and everything on the backside, that's not smugglers. Smugglers is meant for the family. Smugglers is meant for skiers that want to ski. When I look at some of the train there, I remember the first time I skied freefall. The first time I skied upper lift line on Madonna, upper lift line, unbelievable with mandatory air. Mm -hmm. As much, as close to a mad river as you can get in inbound skiing anywhere. This article concludes, best of all, beginner and expert areas are so effectively sequestered from each other that everyone's happy. Readers from both camps rave about Smug's authentic Vermont charm paired with amazing snow, minimal crowds, and terrain for everyone. And I'd be remiss to not acknowledge that Joe Cutts, longtime ski magazine writer, did this, and Joe has a lot of familiarity with, with Vermont skiing, obviously. Smugglers is, I think it's all that, that it's it's for so long been connected as Stowe's, you want to say, better half, lesser half, whichever stepsister, whichever way you want to put it, being right in the backside there. And yet, even, even Prevail, the vibes at both mountains were so night and day it's remarkable that they shared the same land. Yeah, for listeners that don't quite understand how close these two are together, mm-hmm. Sterling Mountain, which is, as you look up at the mountain to the right, is Smugglers. There's a pond up there, and if you go up, if you go off the lift straight out, there's a trail, and you fall into Spruce at um, Stowe. So they are right next to each other. They share the same snow belt. They share the same terrain to some degree or another. But it's it's like going from Madison Avenue to, let's just say, your local mall. That's a perfect way to put it. Stowe is still Stowe. No matter who, who owns it, it's still going to be Stowe. Smugglers has, look, Smugglers is still going to be Smugglers too, but the way it's run is so vastly different to across the way. I, I think that that is just so welcome, particularly in Vermont these days, right? The New England attitude lives up there in that they're just, they're, they're fiercely independent people. So why shouldn't their ski areas be independent as well? Well, we have a great discussion coming up. We have three people from Smuggler's Notch. We have Kelly Moore, who is the Director of Media Relations, Steve Clokey, who is the Vice President of Marketing Promotions, and Rob Aiken, who is the Sales Director all from Smuggler's Notch, coming up next on the New England Ski Journal's Base Camp Podcast. Get ready to winter like you mean it. Make tracks to Stratton for a big mountain experience with corduroy cruisers, tree-lined trails, new terrain parks, miles of glades, all with snow so great it's guaranteed. Book your lodging at the heart of the resort and discover everything you love about winter is right outside your door. Like snow tubing, snowmobile tours, snowshoe treks, cross-country skiing. Then there's Stratton Village for shopping, dining, après, and late nights. Stratton.com to save on lift tickets and lodging packages. Great Glen Trails Outdoor Center is your one-stop adventure destination this winter. No lift lines, just great grooming and magical vistas. Classic snow tubing hill with hot cocoa and s'mores on the weekends. Try a guided snow coach tour. Grab your reservation to Treeline on Mount Washington. Private and group lessons for skiers of all ages and all abilities. Evening snowshoe tours and so much more. Check the website for booking options and details as well. GreatGlenTrails.com. 
Welcome back to the Basecamp Podcast. Joining us on the Zoom is from Smuggler's Notch in Vermont, Kelly Moore, Director of Media Relations, Steve Clokey, Vice President of Marketing and Promotions, and Rob Aiken, Sales Director. Everyone, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Welcome aboard, gang. We're stoked to have Northern Vermont back on here, especially Smugs, very dear to my heart. Let's start off. Steve, give us some history on Smugs. Well, Smugglers Notch has been around for uh, over 60 years now, and we're based in Vermont. It's about 45 minutes outside of Burlington. we got a great resort here with 78 trails, three big mountains, Vermont's highest vertical drop at 2,610 feet. We've got a diversity of terrain, good for all ability levels. In fact, our teaching terrain involves a dedicated slope we call Sir Henry's Hill, where we take people up a, a surface lift and... It's great for teaching. And from there, Morse Mountain progresses with a mid-stay shoot on a lower drive. Uh, we've got two lifts servicing Morse Mountain. And uh, the terrain off Morse is very beginner, intermediate level. And from there, you can graduate to Sterling Mountain, which is about an 1,800-foot vertical. Great terrain for intermediate. We do have advanced on Sterling. And then our big mountain, Madonna Mountain, is our vertical drop of 2610. And it offers some terrain that you won't find anywhere else on the East Coast. In fact, we've got a triple black diamond trail coming off the top. That's called the Black Hole. And the Black Hole set up because it's situated between two double black diamond trails. The Madonna Lift Line, which is, has been classified as one of the steepest trails on the East Coast. And then the Free Fall Trail, which is another double black diamond trail. And the black hole kind of weaves its way right between these two double black diamonds, but it goes through the trees. It goes down a fall line that has cliffs, trees. You can just imagine how the difficulty increases with all of that. So we allow people to go down this stuff and they have a great time doing it. So the mountain is diverse of terrain and kind of crazy stuff to get onto. I'm glad you brought that up because I went to St. Mike's in the early to mid nineties and I had the big pass, which was Stowe and Sugarbush. And my, my roommate sophomore year had his pass at Smuggler's Notch. And back then I'm 18, 19 years old. I'm young and foolish. And I asked him why a family resort, because that's how it was marketed as the first family resort. And he would just regale me with these tales of the terrain and the snow and blah, blah, blah. And I didn't quite get it until I finally visited some years later. It's a gnarly mountain. Like the, the terrain there is, is unmatched with, with a lot in the Northeast. So Kelly, maybe this is a question for you about how does Smugs balance that sort of, oh, we're a family mountain, we're a family mountain, bring the kids. And then yet, oh, it's got some other stuff for all you other people there too. Yeah. I mean, that's a really good question. Um, one of the things I would say is when you're Kids are in our ski in ski school or ski camp. They can go and do that thing, and they they have their GPS tracker so they can see the terrain that they're on and the number of runs they've taken and all that good stuff. And mom and dad and whoever else can get crazy on our triple black and know that their kids are safe and having a good time. And everyone can rejoin in the end and have a really good time as a family. So you can have the best of both worlds even in one family. And it is such a safe mountain. It is everything is controlled in terms of capacity. So you're not skiing on top of everybody else. So we really try to balance all aspects. Well, the, 
the family aspect of smugs has always been so strong. I mean, when you drive up and look at the, when you look at the sign, it says it. In today's day, day and age of families looking for multiple things to do, what does smugs offer for the, the kids when they're not skiing? Anything and everything. <laughs> I, well, I, I, Ron, he's got a good handle on kids. He's got six kids that he's raised here at Smuggler's Notch. What do they, what do they tend to do here? Yeah, six kids all grew up as smugs rats. And there's so much to do after skiing, like you said, Mike. Ice skating, tubing. We built a new multi-faceted facility called the Fun Zone. So it's an indoor play area for kids. So as part of your package, you can have this grandiose building that has bouncy houses, miniature golf, ping pong, foosball, axe throwing. Although it's foam, it's not the real axe, but we have laser tag, laser tag, arcade. Is the laser tag real lasers or is that going to be? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can put a red dot on you, let's say. Okay, perfect. You kind of blink away if I get you, but yeah. But there's so much after skiing, and then you have the costume characters as well. We have bonfires, pretty much nightly bonfires in the village area. I believe on weekends we do hot chocolate warm-ups as well. And uh, it's you keep the kids busy. That's Our owner has always said we're in the exhaustion business, and that's one of his famous phrases. And by the time the kids are done, they're in bed and getting a good night's sleep for their the event of the next day, skiing on the mountain, and the parents can hike up or do what they need to do up in the upper mountains while their kids are being catered to with our family program. Excellent. Wait, just, to, just to add on what Rob was saying, if I was a kid staying here, it would be magical because you're, you're staying mountainside. Literally, everything is pretty much ski in, ski out. So mom can do what she wants to do. The kids actually, it's a really safe at the resort. They can pretty much do what they want to do. There's not any big vehicle traffic going around. They basically walk out their door and they're in their ski school and doing what they want to do. So it's really magical. And the, the views from your condominiums at the resort are breathtaking, looking at the top of the mountains. You, you look around Vermont and you're one of the only a handful of independent resorts left. Everyone else has been gobbled up by a corporation. How do you navigate that landscape as an independent in this day and age? Personally, I find that I haven't worked for a conglomerate. So other than being in the military, and so that was quite the conglomerate. <laughs> other than that, I've heard from my counterparts that do work for the Icon and the Epic Resorts that a lot of times their hands are tied with decision-making and their ability to be flexible and we pride ourselves in the ability to make quick decisions on customer service, for instance. We empower all of our wide employees to have the ability to make good on something. If, if they have one of our guests have an issue, our line employees can fix it right on the spot. We have the ability to, my owner says, board of one. So. When we go to make a decision, we have to pass it by one person committee and we get the decision. So we are nimble and flexible and we can do things that may require other places to take weeks to do. So I like that part. Some of the drawbacks when you're independent, those decisions come harder because you don't have the capital. You don't have the ability to make a mistake and have any cushion, those things come a little bit tougher and you are competing one-on-one -on -one and you don't have the firepower 
to get the word out. So we appreciate these podcasts and what you guys are doing to get us, get our word out and that we do need more guests at the resort. And we have, we have a lot of good things with it being independent. We control a lot of our, our volumes. Some things that came out of COVID where we were designing for the capacity of COVID. We kept that on board even today because we found that people enjoyed the fact that they were not overcrowded at the resort. They enjoyed the fact that we limited the number of ticket sales and, and they are willing to pay a little bit more to have that convenience, have that comfortable carrying capacity is what we coined it. So we're doing that today and we can do that because we're independent and we're just dealing with one resort and things like that really play into the service that we provide our guests. And that's why we're number one in, in a lot of reader choice categories, because we do cater to our guests that way. And just to build on that, like one of the great things about being independent is like when our guests come, we hear what they're saying and we can act accordingly. Like their feedback doesn't go out of a vacuum. It's heard, it's acted upon, it's appreciated. So we can really learn from our guests how to continuously improve. It doesn't go to a general customer service line and then fall by the wayside. It's, it's put into action. And so I think that's something that we are really proud of as well. Well, Rob, Route 108 goes between you and Stowe, right? That is correct. Is that correct? Do you guys have the same issue with uh, traffic jams on a Saturday or Sunday? Trying to get um, up to the hill? No. I mean, I know last year you heard some pretty horror stories about the traffic over on the other side of the mountain, just trying to get to the mountain with the, the new passes with everybody buying an app. We're not, we are busy, but we never had a traffic jam from Jeffersonville up to the upper mountains, which is like a five, five mile journey. But we, we, like, like Steve says, we're not as big. And again, we're independent. So we don't have any other passes coming to us, which is kind of good because you can control who's coming and where and so forth. And that's probably Steve could talk to that a little bit, but one of the reasons why perhaps we haven't done an Indy Pass, Epic Pass, Icon Pass, or what Mountain Collect or whatever is out there, we just have our, our passes so we can kind of control the experience and give people a good time on the snow. Has there ever been any discussion in that, in that realm? Because I know that as successful as some of the passes may be, like the Indy Pass does come with drawbacks and that if you've got an overrun of Indy Pass people, then your season pass holders get upset. Has any of that discussion ever come up? Well, Eric, I think it comes up quite a bit. We get asked from our base if we are going to do that and this and that. And they, they're curious about any affiliations that we would sign up for. Again, we, we feel like we're independent and not to be egotistic at all, but independent comes with the fact that we have our past structure. We rely on that to be sold. We want to be able to monitor and control how much we do sell so that we can create an experience that is second to none. And call you back. Um, we basically will cater to the guests that buy into us. And I don't want to share it, I guess, with <laughs> the past times. So that's what we're doing. And that, that formula has worked for us. And well, I think we're going to continue staying independent on our passes too. Kelly, as media relations, how do you get out the information, when you look at the size of smugglers, somebody in New Hampshire, a general manager at a ski resort in New Hampshire last Friday night asked me a question about how big smugs actually was. And well, you, th you think about it, you look at just Madonna, just Sterling, they're big, but you know, you, you haven't got 
that much acreage on those. But overall, you're almost double the size of the other resort on the other side of the Smuggler's Notch. How do you get that information out? What resort's that? Can't answer it. Talking to folks like you. Uh, yeah, the, the great thing is we have so many good stories to share. And a lot of the time, it's, it's a lot of conversation. It's a lot of unique activities. You know, I'm super excited. I haven't tried it yet, but I'm super excited to try the Cat Tracks tour where we go up to the top of the mountain and then have dinner. Well, that's two different things. We have the Cat Tracks tour where you go up to the top and you watch the fireworks on Thursday or Saturday. And then there's the Cat Tracks takes you to the top. You have this amazing dinner and then you search your gap with. Those are activities that not anybody else that I know of. And there's also just telling the story, the heart of the resort. This is like a special place. Like I can't tell you how many people I've talked to. They're like, oh, Reggie learned to ski there. Or it was the best. Or like the memories that we've made. It's kind of like family care where you get to, to really grow up here. And then you come back as an adult with your kids. And it's a really special place. So just having... That authentic story to tell anyone and everyone who will listen is kind of how you get the word out, I guess. I've, I've got to put a little disclaimer on here. I actually did my internship at Smugglers a long time ago. So what she just said is spot on. <laughs> we call it Smug's Love. New England Ski Journal's Base Camp Podcast will return after this. Did you know knee injuries are the most frequent serious injuries in skiing? But an independent multi-year controlled study with thousands of participants at 13 different ski resorts proved that knee bindings reduce the risk of ACL injuries by 82%. To put it another way, knee bindings effectively eliminate four out of five of the knee injuries that happen on all other bindings. This extraordinary result is due to knee bindings patented lateral heel release that only opens in one direction. This unique feature allows the perfect balance between retention and release. If the heel opened in both directions, the estimated injury reduction would be limited to 20% instead of knee bindings proven 82%. Get all the details and your new bindings at kneebinding.com. That's kneebinding.com. If you want to be inspired and informed on everything about the New England ski and outdoor scene, then you need to check out skijournal.com. SkiJournal.com delivers daily content on breaking industry news, tips, gear, dining, travel, entertainment, as well as all archived episodes of the Emmy-nominated New England Ski Journal TV show and the Base Camp podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to New England Ski Journal, the longest-running regional ski magazine in the country. New England Ski Journal's award-winning writers and photographers Bring all four seasons to your door with best-in-class coverage on skiing and the outdoors. Log on to SkiJournal.com and click on the subscribe button to get New England Ski Journal mailed to you today. New England Ski Journal is a Siemens Media publication. Siemens Media. Inspiring. Informative. Insightful. And now, back to the Basecamp Podcast. Well, I also think that there's something of that bubble, right? And you speak of a bubble for families like, hey, whatever. But until you experience, like, this is off topic, but this weekend I was in a sort of bubble with my family. Unfortunately, it was in Florida. We were going the wrong way, which I have a big problem with. But anyway, and we were in this bubble. Did you have rain too? 
We did not have, we had, we had glorious weather, it was 82 degrees every day, but that's beyond the point. We were in this bubble and I have, my kids are nine, 12 and 15, and they were able to just go wherever they wanted, do whatever they wanted. And as parents, there's such a freedom in that, to do that. And you don't get that in a lot of places because again, you're not in that quote unquote bubble. And for smugglers to be able to deliver that to families is something that cannot be overlooked at all because everyone gets a little bit, bit of the action. Everyone gets some relaxation. Everyone gets to be focused on what they want to do at any minute of the day. And I really enjoy that sort of aspect of it. I mean, I had a family come up to me that I would be talking to for a few days and, and the teenage, teenager, teen to tween ages. I hate the word tween, it's kind of what they were. And the mom came up to me and was like, Kelly, like, they walked out the door and hopped on the shuttle. And I was like, wait, where are you doing? They're like, oh, we're going to Teen Alley. And she goes, and I was okay. But I knew they were going to be completely safe. And right. they were going to do their thing and have a great time. And I made them text me and keep in touch. But they were super comfortable. And I think that's a huge value for everyone, knowing your kids are going to have fun and be safe all at the same time. It's pretty special. And we weave a lot of the STEM type of learning into what we do here. We call programming where summertime at Smuggler's Notch is fantastic too, because we've got the water parks and we've got mountain biking and disc golf along with in the wintertime, we are building activity programs. There's the science show, for instance, for kids where they learn how to do things while on vacation. Parents love it. Parents can learn things too, a lot right along with their kids. So we try to make these interactive type of vacations come alive with a fun approach to learning. It really has worked for us well. And when Kelly talks about the cat tracks, that's a snow cat. We have a snow cat with a whole customized carrier on the back of it with windows that goes up the mountain and it's a treat for families to go up and they can oversee the fireworks from the top of the mountain that we do on Thursday nights. We have a winter carnival that is again, interactive with games, sugar on snow. Just to talk about maple syrup in Vermont is something of interest from, for somebody from New Jersey, they have no clue where it comes from, but we have people that talk about maple syrup that are producers of it, that walk through the whole thing from sap to the boiling point to how it gets on the snow and is candy. And uh, for families to see that and interact with it, it's, it's kind of special. And that's how the whole resort is made up with things that are interactive, playing, fun, and uh, right there where you don't have drive to the resort. You're, you're wound right up into it nonstop. Entertainment every night, fireworks every week. So uh, it's quite special to us. We live it and we want to invite everybody out there, all your listeners up here for special deals because January is kids ski free month. Wow. Yeah. Can you tell us so, a little about, tell us a little bit about that? Am I too old? <laughs> <laughs> no, 17 and under, and we all have that kid in us. So I'm still, I'm, I'm only 16. What does that, what does that entail? How does that work? Well, we decided that for the month of January, we would introduce a package that people can come two nights or more and save a ton of money by having any kids that come on the trip with them, 17 and under, they could have lift tickets included for free. Uh, so wow. A middle of two nights stay. And we've got people making reservations for seven and 10 night stays to take advantage of this. So 
those hurt, but we're, we're doing it. We're including those spring tickets. Guess, <laughs> guess what? When this pod goes, you better have your reservations people ready. Uh, well, I'm going to make, when is this dropping? Because I'm going to make my reservations first so I can beat the crowd. Are you ready for all the reservations? Yeah. We're always hey, ready here. We're always ready. Perfect. <laughs> hey, Rob. Yes, sir. You live there. Your kids, you know, you brought up kids there. What's, give me the best spot to be out of Powder Day. And that is top secret information. Oh, Mike. And come on. And the only I know that is either you ski with me, which may not happen, or you ski with Steve Clokey, he'll take you out there. Or if my son's Chad's out, he'll take you out there. But you got, everyone talks about the birthday bowls. Uh, we love to talk about those, Steve. Well, I can tell you where you don't want to be on a powder day. And that's <laughs> it, uh, in a podcast or in the office. Yeah, right. Exactly. There you go. I want to be out of a slope. Good luck booking on those days. That'll be something. But uh, there's a lot of hidden stashes at the mountain. I mean, Mike, you skied here. You remember Doc Dempsey's and other stuff? I, I know it well. You have stuff off, off of Doc Dempsey's now. Obviously, you have the black hole. And again, everything up and behind Sterling off into uh, the backside and back into the notch as well. A lot of people do. It's some of the best into the notch as good as anything Stowe has on the other side. It's equally as good. We have an average snowfall every winter of over 300 inches and we've increased our gladed areas. That's where the thousand acres yep. drink. Um, if you can ski between trails through the woods and believe me, there is a ton of coverage that you can get into. Some of these gladed trails are unbelievable. They, the terrain is on a powder day. You can get lost in the woods and have a terrific time. It's just abundant and tons of terrain to get into. Kelly, what are some of your favorite trails? I don't know. I'm not, a, I'm more of a goer, I'm told. <laughs> <laughs> you, Kelly, you'll like this one, you'll like that one. And then I just, because otherwise I'll get lost, if I'm being hey, honest. But my direction is... The uh, <laughs> Kelly, I'm coming up and we're just going. Yeah. All right. Okay. Like and, and if we're drop, and I like dropping into the notch, so. All right. Let's do it. Okay. Oh, so. Black hole though. I have limit. Perfect. So Rob, give us the spot to go for opera ski and the spot to go that you must not miss for a restaurant in the Jeffersonville area. Well, I mean, there's a lot, but if you want that nice quintessential New England restaurant. It's a hearth and candle, dimly lit, nice little bar at the bo bottom of the mountain, steak, seafood, chicken, really, really good food, nice drinks. We also have our own bar bootleggers. There's always entertainment there in the evenings for adults. So we get the kids in bed and then the adults go out for nightly entertainment. And that's usually in bootleggers. And then the local watering hole, Mike, is right down the road called the Brewster River Pub. It used to be called the Brewski. I still call it the Brewski. Sure. Yep. But that's, it's called the Brewster River Pub. And that's, if you want to know what's going on, that's where you go for the local watering hole is right at the Brewster River Pub, just right outside the resort on the 108. Perfect. And uh, Kelly, I know that obviously there are things always going on there, but anything special happening this year as far as event-wise? Oh, there's a lot. I mean, right off the top of my head is we have the holidays coming up, mm -hmm. which is going to be nothing short of spectacular. The SD Ireland concrete truck is coming, which has 20, it's wrapped in 25,000 lights. It's the cement mixer. Oh, awesome. It's pretty cool. We have reindeer from Vermont reindeer coming. It, it, firework. I mean, it's just a, it's a, the holiday season is nothing short of spectacular. 
Imagine. Mike, did you, Mike, did you hear that? She said reindeer are coming. Did you want to ask a question about that? Yeah, yeah. Is Santa? Yeah. All right. Excellent. Fantastic. I hope so. The reindeer are just the appetizer for Santa. Kind of. It's pretty cool. All right. Can't have one without the other. So, so Steve. Why? Steve, you, be, you being the longest tender tenure of the three, we're going to have to ask you in three words, how would you describe smugglers, not to resort, and the vibe that's there? You got three words or a couple more if needed. Three words to describe. Uh, that's a tough question. I would say that the vibe is laid back fun. And uh, that's three words. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> okay. And yeah, smugglers is where you can come from New Jersey and feel like day one, you are part of the local scene. We'll embrace you and uh, the staff here is friendly. We'll show you around. It's, uh, there's no hype, no pre pretentious. You don't need to be in the uh, glamour suits to ski or ride here. Wear whatever you want to wear. Be whoever you want to be. And those are three words, too. <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm starting to roll with this campaign. I love but, it. Excellent. So, yeah, it's uh, smokes is going to be a lot of smokes love for everybody that comes here. Well, Kelly, Steve, Rob, I want to thank you for joining us today. That was uh, excellent. Smuggler's Notch is up in Northern Vermont. It is a uh, fantastic place. It is really laid back. It is family friendly. It is everything you want in that sort of experience. And again, in, a, in an age where everyone else is getting gobbled up by bigger corporations to be independent is a badge of honor. And I think that few wear it as well as smugglers. So congratulations and thank you. Yes. Thank you, Eric and Mike. Thank you. Yes, gang. It was a pleasure being with you today. Rob, I'll be up. Steve, I'm coming up. Kelly, I'm coming up. Hi. It's going to be like old times. All right. Thanks an awful lot for joining us, gang. Have a great rest of the week. Thank you. I just want to go back and reference that Ski Magazine article a little bit that Joe did because it speaks to a lot of the things you've mentioned during the show. He does have some highlights here. The off-the-map trail that is highlighted here, what do you think it would be? Mm, off the trail? Off-the-map trail. Off-the-map trail. Yeah. Probably, probably the whole. The back bowls. The back bowls. Live gotcha. up to the hype. Countless tree lines that descend onto the Notch Road. Not officially part of Smugs, they're on State Forest land. They amount to a ski area in themselves, an area that's all tree skiing. Slow lifts take the pressure off. I think that pretty much sums up what we just talked about, right? It sums it up. Skiing into the notch from Smugs or off the chin at Stowe, just don't do it alone, okay? We, we ski in threesomes when we ski the woods for a reason. Mm -hmm. Because if somebody does get hurt, somebody can go, somebody can stay. But the skiing in there is incredible. It's it's New England side country. Mm -hmm. It's steep, and it's an easy glide back down the hill into the Madonna parking lot in reality. Family experience. Joe Wright says, good reason Smugs is so popular with families. They love the instructors, the off-hill activities, and perhaps above all, the cute mascots whose goofy apre reindeer games are irresistible. Snap pictures of the kids with Mogul Mouse at the base area for pure holiday card gold. I'm not a mascot guy. I'm just not. If we go to Disney World, fine. The kids can get the pictures. But as far as like Wally the Green Monster, Blades the Bear, like I, I, I'm done with them. At a ski resort, they fit, 
right? Because they're not there for me. They're there for the four-year-old kids. And, and that's why Mogul Mouse is such a hit. He, he's not there for me. He's not there for the parents in the Apre bar, right? He's there for the four-year-old. So I think that the, the way that, that Smugs has this, I don't want to call it a lock, but they, they have a niche carved for marketing, marketing themselves to families. And again, you know, I, I, I can't say it enough that how brilliant the marketing has been over the, over the years because it's not like a feeder hill. And you would expect that a feeder hill is going to market itself to families. No, this is a one of New England's gnarliest hills marketing itself to families. It is a, a real hill all the way around. The mascots, everything happening in the village, which is Morse is separate from Madonna and Sterling. So it really is isolated, but the village itself is family-oriented. In the summertime, the amount of pools, I can remember taking my son up there. And my wife and my son just enjoying things. The I don't know if they still have them, but they used to have clay tennis courts, which were great. They in great shape. I, I love playing on clay. So it's it's just a full family experience, wintertime, summertime, all the way around. Couple more things from, from Joe. Even if you're staying in one of those really nice condos over at Morse, you might want to pack the car and make lot one your base. Lot one is it's like Apres Central at Smugglers Knob. Oh, it's, that's it's it's like tailgating. It's like going to a Patriots game beforehand. You get that scene at Smugglers after skiing. That that's up at Madonna. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you know what? It's sort of like being at the beach at A Basin. Right. You got to be there. Yep, exactly. Or or even Sunapee. You know where they set up at Sunapee. Killington, I mean, same thing. Yeah. Everybody has their spot. Yep. Dinner pick. One reader rightly suggests check out the pub at Smugglers Notch Inn down in Jefferson Village. Locals bar. Food is phenomenal. Drinks are strong. Plenty of friends to be made. Joe's mandatory run. Ride the Madonna one double. A slow. Nostalgic and historic lift that excesses killer terrain. Novices welcome. There's an easy way down. Get to the mountain early and snag a spot in Smuggler's Knots. And by the numbers, 78 trails, 19% green, 50% blue, 31% black and double black. And that's not counting the 750 acres of glades. Um, Truly a remarkable place. It is remarkable. I can remember in college, once again, before I did my internship out there, Smuggler's has always embraced the college crew with trips that were affordable. Mm-hmm. I can remember staying at the Red Fox right in Jeffersonville. It was so much fun with, with all your college classmates skiing all day. But another thing, I don't know if it's if it's legal or not, but a great thing to do if you have cross-country skis and you have a lift pass is to go up the lift at Spruce or at Sterling and go across and ski down the Spruce side of Stowe, don't ask because if you don't have a lift ticket over there, but then you can actually cross-country ski right back up through the knot. Cross-country skiing in that notch is to die for because you're up there alone. The rock formation, the snow, it's just another thing to embrace the whole area. And I, I didn't quite grasp what Kelly was talking about with the, with the cement truck lit up for the holidays, but now I'm looking at a photo of it and it is Pretty remarkable. It is It is a sight to see. You can see a photo of it on the Smugs website. Smugs.com. All activities this year. I mean, I mean, Smugs is always a busy place. Bonfire warm-ups, snowshoe adventure dinner, parent activities at night. And, and again, I, I, I speak so highly of this bubble atmosphere because as my kids get to a certain age, it's it's they're getting to the point where they don't want to hang around with their mom and dad all the time. And to be frank, the mom and dad don't want to hang out with them all the time. 
So it's nice to just be able to have them go places. It's like going on a cruise, right? Where are they going to go? What's the worst that can happen? If they fall into the water, yeah, that's bad, but that's not going to happen. They're not going to be able to go too far. And the, the safety thing is, is a factor at smugs. Like they do it right and they do it right to the T of the, T of the letter or right to the, they do it right. It, it really is just a, just a tremendous place, a place I don't get to enough because part of it is, is that Stowe's easier to get to from coming from the South. And it just, it, it, it's a, a problem for me, right? That I've got to start realizing that smugglers is a place and bring the family, stay a few days and Hey, ski for free in January. Who, who can argue with that? Well, from the South, it's a little bit tougher to get to than Stowe. Yep. But if you, if you go around, go through Stowe and head up through Johnson and stuff, I'm going to tell you, there's great breweries there. Yep. So you can pick up your favorite. If you go into Jeffersonville coming from that side, it's one of the two die for distilleries and smugglers, not distillery. I'm just giving you the heads up on little places you want to stop on your way through. And there's a great breakfast spot right in Jeffersonville. I can't do it off the top of my head, but I can tell you it is awesome. Excellent. I think you're right that it, 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 it is an easy drive from the north. And like I mentioned, my, my roommate sophomore year had a season pass to smugglers. Actually, St. Mike's and smugglers had a partnership. I don't know if they still do, but it was a, after I graduated, of course, where they had a $25 season pass if you kept, I think it was like a 3.0, which may have been a challenge for me anyway. But that's, oh, come that, on. that's regardless, right? And Alex would come home some days, and I wouldn't drive to Stower Sugarwish because it was pounding snow when I was 19. I was foolish and just wasn't in that frame of mind. And he would come in, and now, mind you, he'd been in the car and still walked into the dorm room dripping from snow on a powder day. And I will never forget one day he came in with just this grin on his face and asking why I was sitting on the couch doing my homework when he was out skiing all day. And from that moment on, I had it without having ever having been there, had a deep appreciation for smugglers just because of that one scene, seeing him walk in into a heated dorm room, still dripping with snow from skiing that he just did half an hour ago, could only imagine the sort of powder day he enjoyed. Well, when you get to Smugs, it is some of the best anywhere in New England. And I want to put this out to everybody, okay? We know lift tickets have gone through the roof. Most of us have passes of one sort or another, but you don't have to pay 250 bucks for a lift ticket, for a day ticket. And still have great skiing, great snow, and a great vibe. I just pulled up Smuggler's regular season prices for an adult. $85 for one day. Wow. I mean, you can go experience Smuggler's if you don't have a pass and still be affordable. And I'm going to give you one even better because we all know the snow in that part of Vermont is the best later in the year. Late season, after March 27th, $59 for a full-day ticket. That's excellent. I mean, come on. Get out there. Give it a try. Well, it's some of the best skiing of the year, particularly at a place like Smugglers where it snows late in the season. So it is a special place if you've never been to Smugglers Notch. I mean, look, I've only been there a few times, and, and I need to get back if desperately. You, if you would like to join me, Eric, we'll go rip it up. 
Excellent. And we'll show you some of my old stashes, and I'm sure there's more, but we'll just go exploring. All right. I'll, I'll bring the three kids. We'll consider it a bubble, and we'll just send them off on their own. Hold it. Perfect. Hold it. No babysitting. <laughs> well, that's just it. It's a bubble. Send them <laughs> off on their own. Go go enjoy yourself. Go find something to do. Go get in trouble. Just not too much. Mike, thank you for joining me. Eric, that was fantastic. Talking about a hill that is very special to me, that has such great skiing, and with just completely genuine people as they said they don't have to go through committee after committee to make decisions yep. they make decisions that are good for you and i as skiers yes it is a very it is a very vermont ski area and that is so welcome vermont my second home my third home new hampshire maine i get a lot of homes i guess really. well you know what where there's ski areas in the u.s we could have a home in each state yeah that's true okay no problem I'm Eric Ober. That is Mike Specian. Thank you for joining us on this edition of the New England Ski Journal's Basecamp podcast. We will talk to you next time.